Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> Unless anyone has any, like, you know, fun facts they'd like to share about their day. I would say uh, my fact is I was in a turkey costume about two hours ago running around. So I like it. But yeah. uh, it, was this for, like, work or pleasure like what what was it 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 was for work Uh, i'll I'll have a special thanksgiving post on social media for work in uh, a couple days so yeah that was that was my fun excitement today nice Uh, my fun thing today is that i'm now getting cyber bullied by trump supporters whoa oh i feel like that requires a backstory (laughs) i posted a video of myself prank calling the voter fraud hotline and telling them that I saw two pretty best friends at the polls and I posted it on YouTube and I got a couple people like I got one person saying that it was funny in my comments and then like I think what like a hundred hundred views very minimal but then I got a bunch of people telling me that they sent the video to the FBI and that like I'm gonna I'm like gonna be charged with treason for interfering with a fraud investigation and i've just been responding to every single one of them with heart emojis oh my so <laughs> they get so mad halfway through this podcast we're just gonna see and hear bridget be dragged away by the fbi <laughs> gonna yeah. bust down your door anyway um yeah i don't have a fun fact i was in my room all day working from home the chaotic green walls did not bring like a calm mood to me and nor did my work so yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, with our with our fun facts and anecdotes out of the way for today, I say let's officially start episode nine, whatever, <laughs> of the Fighting with Friends podcast. And with us, we have Nate Lull, who's just gonna who's here to just bring some some fun chaos. Let's hope. Yeah. You yeah. want to intru- introduce yourself? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um... As Bridget said, my name is Nate Lull. We actually met because I was her one of her professors in in college. So I don't know how many podcasts can say they've been able to to interview their uh, their professor, I guess. But um, we got one. Yeah, you do. We got Brooks. Oh, perfect. So you're the second. Perfect. But I have to say, like, you know, when you teach online, sometimes it's hard to necessarily like make that long term connection. But I mean, kudos to Bridget for just always throwing out a, a good text or a good email to kind of make my day. So it's been a super good connection to have. Love to love to hear. It. It's just because I have no boundaries. And when someone says, here's my phone number, if you have any questions, <laughs> that's almost always going to be followed up by meme. 
Well, it's funny because like in all the classes I've taught, you know, I've maybe had five people text me and it's all very like, hey, when is this assignment due or I lost this or whatever. My dog ate my homework. But yeah, you just were like, hey, here's my snake. Here's a cool. Well, because I hate emails. Yeah. <laughs> so it worked. I, I mean, I, as I say to all my classes, like I'm here to help. Like literally, if it's the middle of the night, just text me. Like that's the quickest way I'll get back to you. So feel you free, and you did. Yeah, and you have did. You, have you gotten any? My dog ate my homework. Now that we switched to online learning, like what is that? Your laptop? <laughs> yeah, like I haven't gotten too many creative excuses. Like for whatever reason, people just seem to be like, I completely forgot didn't do it sorry like can i still get an extension and sometimes i want to be like really this is probably the easiest class you're ever going to take and you can't just do this for me come on but at least come up with a creative excuse like i'm sorry oh, my, see, sometimes my la- i kind of respect the honesty like i love that if some some person who like teaches at a college and they posted it on twitter it was like i received an email from a student who failed their midterm and it's a screenshot of the email it just says like, dear professor, whatever, bruh, respectfully, yeah. and then the person's <laughs> name. I was like, okay. No, I gotta, I, like, I gotta respect that. I like the creative ones. Like, my laptop is on fire, sent from my iPhone. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love to get a creative one. I just haven't. I'd say <laughs> the wackiest thing I've gotten is, like, literally, I've had a couple of students just drop off the face of the earth. Uh, from the beginning of the class to the end, they don't even take the final, and then they get whatever grade they get at that point. And I always try to send the send out the hail mary to them, like, please, if you do this, I can at least get you a C. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They don't do that. And then there's been at least twice where I've been like, hey, like I failed, and I really think I deserved a passing grade. And it's like I haven't talked to you in four months. Like, and give me something I- here. I failed. Oh, by the way, my name is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Nice to meet you. Like, hi, you didn't know I existed. Well, that's All been right. fun. Like, hey, I really thought I was going to get a C, and I they never turned anything in. So <laughs> People amaze okay. me. They really so, do. Yeah, always, right. always creative. A creative, crazy journey. So Let's jump in. Let's try and get creative with some of these questions. Oh, First boy. one is, do you think you would survive a horror movie? And you have to explain and justify your answer. I would say no, because I'm going to be that classic person who, even though they've played sports all their lives, they're really into sports. I would be the guy who trips, falling away from the chainsaw guy, and I'm on the ground. Uh, you know, <laughs> like that would just be me. Like, oh yeah, I can run a marathon, but uh, I'm going to trip and fall right in front of the chainsaw guy. I don't think I would make it. I don't. I just don't. <laughs> what, what number? And I'm thinking of like a cast of a few characters. Like, would you be the first to go, or like the second to last? Like, where are you in the lineup? I'd say like the classic group of four or five. I'm probably like third in line. Like okay, that's not terrible. Yeah, like I'm gonna trip and fall, but I, I'm probably gonna survive a little bit just based on. Just adrenaline, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I it. But, no, like, just... I, I don't know. I've been thinking about this a lot, actually, because I had a, a girl come on my podcast, which is a local sports podcast, and 
her family uh, travels the country and they make horror movies for a living. Ooh. Oh. Uh, I I that was gonna sit I was gonna sit down and watch one here in like the next week uh, or so because you know this is a, a a person that I cover high school soccer player and mm-hmm. I kind of want to see them in this role and like how they do uh, be pretty interesting to see so. That's awesome. I dig it. That's so cool. Yeah. So the the movie I want to watch is called The Deeper You Dig. And uh, if you YouTube it, the trailer is pretty freaking spooky. So <laughs> I love I love the spooky, if you can yeah. tell by the way I was dressed. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, you know, that's kind of be, been me thinking about uh, horror movies recently. I like it. I've been extra spooky lately because me once again plugging something that does not need advertisement from a tiny podcast with an audience of approximately three people in a shoelace. I've been listening to the spooky podcast called the Magnus Archives and oh my god I've gotten through like a hundred and something episodes in like less than a week. It's so good. Wow. Anyway (laughs) I think my answer depends on what kind of horror movie we're talking about here. Like are we talking like is this a slasher? Is this like a zombie apocalypse type deal? Mm. Because as much as I am like extremely klutzy and probably would have like no plan, I think just sheer anxiety might keep me going for a little while because I just really don't want to die. Although in a long-term situation, like any kind of zombie apocalypse thing, I'm definitely screwed. Um <laughs> Because you know the chronic anxiety that's that's probably gonna gonna worsen in any kind of apocalyptic situation and eventually be my downfall. Mm-hmm. Um. Wow. I mean, I agree with you there. I, I feel like it depends, like, on the type of villain. Like, who is chasing me or like after me? That that comes into play. Um. I do perform well under pressure, so I feel like that the ball's in my court. I like to think that I would get one or two solid swings in just like out of a survival instinct. Please continue. Yeah, no. um, So yeah, I I do do well when it's like, you know, a high pressure situation for the most part. But then again, I feel like at one point I, I would the adrenaline will get the best of me. I'm like, you know what? I've been running for days like just take me like <laughs> i give up bridget i would be interested to hear what as you mentioned what type of horror movie you're in like what what is your go-to kind of genre of w- within the horror movie kind of industry i mean i don't know like anything like kind of indie i guess like things like you know, like, the paranormal activities where they're just pumping them out with a bunch of, like, jump scares and, like, they aren't really, like, taking the time to, like, unsettle you on a really deep level. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, I love, like, Hereditary, Midsummer, like, all that, like, really, really messed up freaky psychological shit. <laughs> so I don't honestly know if I would survive that. Like, like Midsummer, that's a cult. I'm probably screwed. Uh, Hereditary, like, demons and curses so they're like you know i don't like no one really has a shot it's just mess it's just toying with you and making you think you can survive for a second but i don't know 
maybe like a like a slasher. I don't really I don't watch a ton of those, but I like to think I could I could get maybe one or two good good hits in. Yeah, I feel like the uh, the psychological ones would really like I wouldn't last long there because I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I just like. I feel like so, I'm going to get outsmarted so fast. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'd like to think, like, ooh, I will play the system. Like, no, no one, no one's getting up here, but really, I'm going to last, like, 20 minutes into the movie. <laughs> I, think I think I might. I, oh, you go, go first. I might get, like, you know, I might figure out, like, one. I, I'll do the thing where, like, that gives them the key to beat the villain in the end, but I have to sacrifice myself to do it. Because, mm. like, my, I don't know, the fact that I'm already psychologically messed up, <laughs> maybe that'll give me, like, a tiny bit of insight, and then my, my death can pass that on to, like, the rest of the kind of, like, core group, and sacrifice. they can use the knowledge gained by my sacrifice to defeat the antagonist in the end. Bridget, I feel like we're two opposite ends of the spectrum. Like, just knowing myself, I feel like I'd be, if this was a movie, I'd probably be some sort of like idiot comic relief character and I'm, I'm the bait like i'm the first i'm the test monkey like all right get her out of here <laughs> i mean i won't lie sometimes i kind just of have that feeling though yeah i kind of feel the same way like there's a lot of other intelligent people that are gonna survive after they see how i get taken out so. <laughs> oh take notes all right i'm not going like that yeah, I'm not going like yeah that. you know maybe at least i can provide some useful information in the end yeah <laughs> all right we got anything else to say about horror movies or do we want to move on i think i'm good yeah fair enough maddie i think we've exhausted this one love to hear it love to see it okay so would you rather have the ability to see 10 years into your own personal future or one year into the future of like the world at large. Okay. I feel like this would have been helpful last year, like 2019. I would have been like, I wonder what 2020 is like, like, let let me take a peek. Oh, I don't like what I see. Never mind. Yeah. uh, Let me move to New Zealand real quick. (laughs) No, but I would choose the one year in advance because I don't really, want to know what I'd be doing in 10 years. Hopefully it's something good. Yeah, um, I feel like that's a kind of spoilers situation. Like, I'd rather have, like, I'd rather be able to know what's going on globally and, like, kind of make a couple plans based around that. But I can see the benefits of seeing 10 years into your own future. Woo, okay. Whoa, what's going on here? Couldn't tell you. Are you in a <laughs> horror movie? <laughs> I, I just, like, I think either someone else is trying to call me? I have no idea. Huh. There we Welcome go. Back. Hello. I'm back. <laughs> One time we talked about ghosts and then our yeah. stream crashed, so. That was the ghost trying to enter the podcast again. He's back. Who else? He needs a na- they need a name. <laughs> I don't know who else would be trying to Zoom call me right now, but I don't know. It's a horror film. I mean, it's psychological, <laughs> right? So. I'm messing with you. You are not wrong. I would say for me, I would also pick the one year in advance. I I feel like what if I looked 10 years into my own future and I didn't like what I saw? How would that affect me today when I come back? Yeah, true. I'm also, I'm also a big, like, uh, I wish I could go back in time. I think it would be yeah. 
so cool to not even just personally, just be able to see events. Uh, and I don't even mean like the moon landing or anything. I mean, yes, that would all be really cool. But even just like events locally or in my family or something like that, I just think it would be really neat to see uh, kind of your own world today, like how it was a hundred years ago. Like what was my town like? What was my school like? All, all those type of things. Like, I, I don't know why that stuff really fascinates me more than looking ahead. Mm. See, I agree in like a much stupider way. Because <laughs> like, you know, there's a, they're always like finding evidence that like humans as a species have been this weird for quite some time. Like, you know, they opened up like a some like 16th century french mansion and they found a taxidermy of like two frogs sword fighting and like there's like an ancient roman or greek mosaic that's like a skeleton and it says enjoy your life on it so like i would just want to go back and like look at old memes (laughs) well like i want to go get turned with like some 16th century like italian nobles because you yep. know they were just as weird as we are now. They just didn't have they didn't have the capability to document every single second of it. Right. Like I just want to see like people getting lit and being weird and having a fun time. So would you to rather go just in general go into the past or go into the future? It sounds like the past. Yeah, probably the past. I think definitely the past for me, just because like I'm just so fascinated with what it was really like like that argument today that just like we have everything we could ever want right at our fingertips like what was it really like when you didn't have that it's kind yeah. of and i'm not saying like oh i'd want to go experience that forever but it would be interesting to see like hey i don't have electricity i don't have a car i don't have running water like yeah what was that really like so <laughs> i think um a question that is posed today is that like oh we know so much more today like technology is advanced and science but then again you have to think in the past like how much lost information is there uh people people think like oh the future that's where our knowledge can only grow and whatnot but save the library of alexandria yeah that'll be my mission if i go into the past (laughs) um i agree with you guys i'd want to go into the past as well I mean, when you think about it, like, all the stuff that they don't know how they built some of the pyramids and some ancient civilizations and some of those things, like, how did they lift these heavy rocks up here and how did they build these irrigation systems and all that, like, I think that would be really, really interesting. Like you said, like, what information did we have that, Mm -hmm. like, somehow got lost in time and, like, how did it get lost in time? That stuff to me is, like, you just scratch your head all day on that so that and also just getting absolutely lit right at like at like a bar in like the 1920s or something yeah roaring 20s baby let's go and like how much more did they drink and party back then like they didn't have all these other distractions or were they just having right wine and beer animals every There's this Twitter account I follow. It's like yesterday's press or something. And it's just all these like little newspaper like clipping bits from various times in the past. And some of them are so funny. They're like literally, some of them read like a Twitter timeline just in like old English. Mm. It's absolutely hilarious. Like one of them was like, 
recently, I saw it on, like, Halloween or something, It was and it was, like, something that had been published during, like, the flu epidemic in the 20s, and it was, like, the only way to enjoy Halloween this year is to put on a mask and a bathrobe in your own house and pop some popcorn before going to bed. And I'm just like, oh my god, I'm literally living this right now. That's my life, yeah, wow. Like, this is what I'm doing right now. Hey, this is me on a Tuesday. And, like, they're, li- and they're these, like, these little newspaper comics that are essentially memes about, like, people not wearing masks. I'm like, oh my god, history is cyclical. Oh, yeah, I, I think going back would just be so neat. And almost in a weird, like, back to the future way, like, wouldn't it be weird to see your parents or your family members, like, as a young person? Like, would I want to hang out with that person? Would I not like that person? Like, what would that be like? Oh, my mom would have hated me. <laughs> she had a roommate in college who was, like, a big nerd, Star Wars, all that t- type stuff, and, like, that's kind of, like, what I am. She was like, yeah, I mean, she was Imagine fine. Going... We never got along all that much. Imagine going back in time because your sole purpose is to meet your parents and they end up bullying you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would have gotten bullied. I would have wow. gotten bullied, period. Yeah, like, like for a how's guy. This, how's this different from present day, anyway? <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're a guy and you meet your dad and he's like, look at this chump, you know, or whatever, like, <laughs> I, I just, yeah, it'd be so weird. So weird. Yeah, no, um, I can, I can almost get, like, my mom and I would not have been, would not have been <laughs> friends at all. None of that. Good question, though. I like that one. I try. I just scour the internet for <laughs> random ass things. It's a fun time. Oh, here's a hard left. And guess what? It's a food question. Whoa. Bridget and I love food we struggle questions. To not have like entire episodes be just food questions. Cause Nothing you can wrong get with that. So de- Cause you can get so divisive, but no one's really getting hurt. Mm. Like, I've been. Re- Offended a few really times. Fight about it. I mean, I have too, so. <laughs> you ain't special. <laughs> but here we go. Uh, what's the proper level of toastiness? Hmm. Like when you toast your bread. To what degree are we toasting here? Chard. That's <laughs> disgusting. I'm kidding. Um, I. <laughs> It depends on my mood. And really? Like, and how hungry I am. I, like, have I a am. set, like, number. Really? It never changes. Like, it depends mostly on my hunger level. Like, like all right, do I really want to wait for this toast anymore? All right, <laughs> come, come out, you're done. I mean, it varies based on, like, bread type sometimes. Like, if mm. I'm, like, ma- taking, like, the really, like, thick slices of the, like, brioche to make a nice sandwich like you got to put those in for a little longer to get like an even an even level of toastiness but com- like compare that to just like a piece of like white bread that i'm putting like my, my peanut butter on it's the same level you just have to do different things to achieve it mine like yeah it never varies mine i guess my final answer is like tannish like not like all right, so it, it's definitely like toast on the outside, but when you cut it in half, like it's still soft. 
in the middle. Yeah, that's generally where I fall. Like, you want the crispiness to go, like, a little inside, mm-hmm. but then still have it be bread. Like, you don't want to be able to snap it in half. <laughs> I am, uh, I'm a strict, not charred, but over toaster. I mm. like crispy. I like a little, uh, I like a little burnt edges. Bad. Real, real no, brown. not bad. Because I think you're burning your toast. There's nothing worse than like you go over to someone's house and they're like, "Yeah, I'll make toast," and you're trying to be nice, and they give you this soggy, <laughs> gross, like just warm bread. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I don't. How's mind. your toaster getting your bread soggy? Yeah, uh, it just like I need some real, I need some real char on there. I, I like. Oh, that. y'all are out here burning your toast on purpose. Yeah. Oh, for Disgusting. sure. Disgusting. If I just wanted, like, soft bread, I would just pull it out of the bag and eat it, right? Or, or whatever. Yeah, but if you're making a sandwich that involves, like, a club sandwich that involves toasting, if you have it, like, really charred, it, like, cuts up the roof of your mouth a little bit. I True. like Not a challenge. <laughs> I just, you I think it's... You terrify me, Maddie. That's what you gotta do. It's you, Your mouth's gonna take a little pain, I guess. Yeah. For... <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't wanna, I don't want to be in pain while i'm enjoying my nice blt (laughs) no but like even if you okay let's say you do keep it in a little too long you could just scrape off the top a little if the okay yeah like we had like the toaster at my house in geneseo was like you know some like the cheapest one not like the cheapest one but like some cheap one that we found on like amazon or whatever right gave you a pretty uneven toast so i was very familiar with the little doing a little scrape (laughs) yeah there's nothing there's nothing worse than when your toaster is crappy and like one side is completely black and the other is not even like done. You're like, <laughs> I know. What's going on here? That's why I love a good we kinda we we've touched on this briefly. I love a good pop up toaster because you know you're getting something mm. on both sides. Very true. You true. Even though you can do more with like a toaster oven there's less risk of, like, one side charred, the other side nothing. I also feel like, for whatever reason, I'm glad you guys said toaster oven, because I feel like some people don't even know what that is anymore. They're like, toaster. It's the best. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I love a toaster oven. It's I the live best on. toaster technology there is. Mm-hmm. Even though... Yeah, a very nice one. Even though sometimes it is... I guess uneven. Like I like, I'm very like aesthetic. Like I like to see the lines. It is aesthetically inferior to a pop-up toaster. I like to see the lines on my toast. So there, I will. I will draw my hard line there. Like my family growing up, we didn't have a microwave, and we just used the toaster oven. People thought I like lived in the Stone Age. (laughs) Her family is anti-microwave. Well, I, wait, I don't know if your family was anti-microwave, but th- we talked about this, like, I think last podcast, like, my mom does not like microwaves, so that's why yeah. we never we never had one, so I I know my way around a toaster oven, because that's all we had. Yeah, that's all we had. <laughs> I don't think my family was against it, but they were just like, why do we need one? We can do this with the toaster oven or anything else, mm-hmm. so. I guess it was funny. I, I guess I was a pretty little kid. My mom told me this story that I was pretty little still. I went over to someone's house, you know, like one of your first sleepovers. And, you know, we had something out of the microwave and I must have said something. And uh, one of the mom or the dad there was like, well, you guys don't have a microwave? Like, 
how do you eat? And I like made some comment like, well, my family actually cooks. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I don't know if that was very polite, but at five or six. Very nice. You don't know. I I mean, you're not wrong though. I I wouldn't say microwaving is cooking. Like you're you're heating, you're microwaving. And looking back, I'm like, I don't know if toaster oven is really like, hardcore cooking yeah <laughs> so Unless, i don't know what if you set it to the bake setting like then it's is true. it cooking that's true I mean, we do sometimes like cook things in our kind of like conventional oven like if it's just like me like if my dad's out like golfing or whatever and it's just me and my mom and we're gonna like you know roast the asparagus with a little olive oil and salt yeah. and pepper you just put it in the in the toaster oven on the little pan instead of heating up the whole ass actual oven very so you true. Can put the other thing in the oven and have them both done at the same time. Very true. I think it's my favorite for reheating pizza. Yes. Like it comes out get, different. Yeah, it, it comes does. out. Yeah. So. I will say though, I feel I feel like we are dunking on the microwave a lot though. Hmm. It it has its it has its place. Yeah, as like, I mentioned before, I'm I'm hungry. I don't want to wait for my toast, so I feel like a microwave would be very handy to me, and I would not have. Well, not I wouldn't toast in the microwave. Yeah, but, but like, like I, I, I don't have to wait for my food. That's what I'm saying. That's the thing. Like when you stumble back from a party at 3 a.m. and all you care about is food now, quality does not matter. The microwave is yep. there for you. I mean, when you come home again at 3 a.m. And you want some uh, Easy Mac? Are you gonna get? Are you gonna get the pan out and everything and make it on the stove, or you can put it in the microwave? Right? The microwave. Or you can just do yeah. what I do and eat like a handful of shredded cheese straight out of the bag. <laughs> yep. That's like the silk of existence, and like I've told this to like people of like my mom's generation before, and they just don't seem to get that like coming back to your shitty college apartment drunk off your ass at 3 a.m. and just eating shredded cheese out of the bag is like an almost universal experience yeah it's so good especially if it's like the the like mexican blend for cheese (laughs) the best i'll be impressed if you like how much gets in your mouth and how much in the morning on the floor floor, you know all over the counter (laughs) You're like stepping on cheese. Who put yeah. this cheese here? Oh, I remember what happened. <laughs> like even when I'm, I am significantly under the influence. I will try to leave my room, like when I go to bed, and like the house and the room. I will try to leave it as clean as I possibly can, as like a favor to my morning self. But like with the cheese out of the bag, you could be stone cold sober, and you still are like, how did this? What happened? This got all. This over. is true. This <laughs> is very true. That is the only uh, drawback of eating shredded cheese straight out of the bag. Yeah, totally worth it, though. Absolutely. 10 out of 10. 11 out of 10, frankly. Yeah. Let's see. I feel like the next one might also be another. Oh, this is tangentially food-related. It involves food. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And this one, I guess, is more directed to the two of you because these glasses for me are... They're BS. Whoa, it's, it's for show. Oh, no. Okay, not <laughs> entirely. I don't need any kind of like corrective lenses but i do so much video computer staring at screen work that i started getting migraines which i had all like that was already a problem that would like happen sometimes but it just started getting worse so i got the blue light glasses and i now i just don't take them off but yeah i'm technically a fraud a little (laughs) but they are very very helpful and you know they make my head not hurt all the time right We'll let you slide. But I say that because this question involves contact lenses, which I've never worn. And the question is, would you rather spill hot coffee on yourself while doing 65 on the highway or get something excruciatingly irritating in your contact lens while doing 65 on the highway? Okay, I will say both at once have happened to me. (laughs) <laughs> because oh, all right before before i start i am also wearing the same blue light glasses as bridget but Twinsies, we love but, it. Uh, i am not a fraud Ooh, these are my actual glasses and i never wear them because i it, well if you're listening you won't see this but they are so thick with Thick with two C's, and I don't wear them in public. Thick with, like, five C's. I know. (laughs) Like, I cannot see anything. But besides the point, anyway, going back to your question, um, yeah, once I was driving and something got in my contact lens, I'm like, all right, let me, like, look and see if I can get it out. around in my eyeball. And I was also drinking coffee, and then I spilled the coffee. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) 
<laughs> so it's well, kind of impressive. I'm not gonna I, lie. I feel like the pain in my eye and now like on my leg, it almost like canceled each other out. So I'm like, oh wait, I'm just in pain everywhere now. <laughs> <laughs> so well, cute. We love it. But if I had to choose one, yeah. I'd say um, pain in my. Pain in my contact, I guess, because I don't know how bad the burn will be. And for the most part, I am pretty good at just taking the contacts out of my eye if it's really bad. But then I don't know if I'm driving, then I won't be able to see. <laughs> you know, I my take the risk and still do the contacts. I don't even wear contacts, and I'm going to say contacts, because if you, like, burn yourself, like, that's going to be a much bigger distraction than, like, having to just kind of be like, Neh. For those who don't wear contacts, I feel like it, it's similar to if you get an eyelash in your eye, like where you're like closing your eye and you're in pain. Okay, yeah, then like that's a thing I can just kind of like, you know, one hand on the wheel, but also just be like doing my little get out of my eye type situation. Mm-hmm. I feel like burning myself would be a much bigger distraction from the road. Well, I have two... Unless inter- you're about to disagree. I would love to hear your counterpoints. <laughs> well, I have two interesting parts to this. Do tell. Number, number one is I don't wear contacts. I only wear my glasses. Fair enough. Okay. And I'll explain that in a minute. And number two is I don't drink coffee. <gasps> Do you drink oh, I like- don't either. I drink tea, but, yeah. you know, hot liquid. I don't necessarily... I don't usually drink hot liquid. Like, I like tea... But I would I don't like make a tea and take it with me in the car. What about like hot chocolate? Yeah. Very rare oh. occasion. Like I just Okay, but let's say you like you get you treat yourself, you get you get yourself a hot beverage from Starbucks yeah. after uh, you know, long day heading home, you're like, you know what, I deserve this and that spills. <sighs> That's tough because I recently was mowing lawn and I got something in my eye and I ended up scratching my eye and it just it killed for like three or four days and I was just constantly like doing the whole poke yourself in the eye Mm -hmm. rubbing it like I had to get cream to put in there I mean it was absurd so now I'm like I'm kind of leaning towards the the burn (laughs) but that's fair it's probably because I haven't burn in so long that I've forgotten what that how bad that really is so I wish they were filming that scene in A Clockwork Orange they actually like the actor actually got like his eye scratched and was like temporarily oh. blind in that eye for a couple days. Yeah, it's it's not fun. Dedication to the craft, my dude. That's true. <laughs> I yeah, um, I could wear contacts now, but I don't. Um, I have astigmatism, so like one eye is good, one eye is bad. Mm-hmm, and true. when I first started wearing contacts, it just didn't work very well. And they've come a long way since then in, in contact lenses, but. I've actually gotten to the point where I don't wear my glasses for a lot of things, and I've just kind of gotten used to it. And um, last time I got an eye checkup, they actually said they thought my bad eye was improving, and they thought maybe that was because it yeah. like is Worry. working out all the time. So <laughs> that is, that is something that can happen though. Like if wait, is more, it really? Yes, the more you wear your glasses, the more dependent you become on them. Yeah. So like if you don't wear them as frequently, your eyes do slightly improve it's not to say you'd have 20 20 vision if yeah you take off very, the glass yeah very tiny bit and they said for me like and i've noticed this over the course of my life like my good eye is my dominant eye and will do a lot of the work mm-hmm. and 
just finding that that other eye was almost like lazy, lazy eye. <laughs> so I didn't consciously like try to start doing that. I was just like, well, I don't want to wear my glasses today because I'm doing X, Y, Z and I could smash them or whatever. And then I just kind of got used to it. So that's probably not the greatest idea, but <laughs> but it is easier than messing with contacts. So. Mm -hmm. I'm now rethinking the amount of time that I dedicated to hounding a certain other Geneseo professor who shall remain unnamed because he doesn't like to be on the internet for not wearing his glasses all the time, even though he was, like, technically, like, almost blind in one eye. <laughs> I mean... You'd always have to lean into the computer. I'm like... He was just improving his vision. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I would not... I didn't know that at the time, and I was like, why are you doing this to yourself? I wouldn't do it. Like, if I'm sitting at the computer, I'm reading, like, I like to have my glasses on. For me, it was more like, if I'm outside doing yard work, or... Yeah, that's one thing, but, like, he working would... Out, yeah. Just straight up almost never wear them, and then be, like, leaning down to his laptop. I'm like, why Yeah, I don't think I would do that. to yourself, buddy! Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he'll ever watch this episode. Um... We can you know who you are if you are watching this. Um, but going back to your question, I mm. feel like, uh, and I've given this more thought, I'm still with the whole, I, I think I'd rather get something in my eye. Um, mm. Because I'm thinking, like, what if I spill something? Like, am I wearing pants or shorts? That's a big question. Like, do I have... This is true. Am I, if it's sweatpants, and like, honestly, sure. Like, whoosh, but <laughs> if I'm wearing nothing like just shorts i don't know if i want to yeah, go down no, that I'm not, road i'm really not there for that mm, good point i've actually Very never good point. had to wear contacts but i feel like i am not going to get away with that for much longer because i really like um big nerd really like cosplay <laughs> and conventions and stuff and there are some that i am some that i plan to do that i'm definitely not going to be able to pull off unless i can get past the fear of wearing contacts so it'll I, have to happen someday. And then maybe I'll have the experience of getting something in my contact and I'll know what it feels like. Come on, you could come back and tell us about it. Like, how was it for oh, you? So fun. <laughs> I really struggled, and I don't know if I would be any better at it now, learning how to put them in. I really struggled with that. It. Oh. Uh, so I've been a contact where, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Since, like, <laughs> fourth grade for sports, because they would always, gotcha. like, fall off my face. So I started young. Uh, mm -hmm. and I had to go to, like, not a class, but, like, they'd, like, work with me one-on-one, -on -one, putting them in my eye. Yeah. I had to go twice, because I'm like, how do you, I could get them in, but I couldn't get them out. Yeah, I'm not so scared of the getting them in, I'm scared of the getting them out. All right, this is, I couldn't get it out, so I'm just like, all right, this is a part of me now. This like... is my life now. <laughs> but, like, yeah, there's so many, like, so many costumes I want to build where I'm definitely not going to be able to get away with it if I'm not wearing contacts. Right. Or at least not the level of accuracy that, like, I personally, like, find enjoyment in getting things that accurate, like, just for myself. And I know, I know I can't do it if I don't, if I don't, like, you know, make my eyes bright green like they're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. So I'll probably have to learn at some point, but then I can come back and we can, I'll we can teach revisit you. this. Oh, yeah, thanks, Mom. I'll hold a lesson. We can all learn. <laughs> I could get them out. I had trouble getting them in. Oh. I could, I could never tell. Oh, 
just it looks like a bowl or whatever. I'm like, oh it yeah, looks sometimes like, one, two, like, three, like they have yeah. the numbers on them. I'm like, it looks the same to me. I don't uh -huh. know. So yeah, I, I could use the last. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I actually like. I know that like, you know, like people who actually like needed glasses, especially like you know, kind of hearing like anecdotes from people who wore them when they were younger. They're like, yeah, I hated having glasses, and like I hated having to wear them. I kind of like it. Like, I'm, and maybe it's because I'm not doing it out of any, like, I don't need them to see. They're just really helpful in that they, like, you know, kind of solve a rather major problem of, like, working on screens all day. So, I kind of like them. I will say, it sounds like maybe Maddie and I had a similar experience of, like, we had to get them when you were little, and when you're little, there's that whole, like, you don't want to get them because then you're different and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that whole thing. But then as you get older, especially now where they actually have, like, cool-looking frames, yeah, you're like, oh, cool, I like this. So mm -hmm. now I yeah. love it, but back yeah. then I was horrified to get glasses. I know. I'd always take them off for pictures, but now I look forward to, like, ooh, I get new frames this time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that. <laughs> I love that. A little bit of change of perspective. Yeah, I remember I, I cried when I had to get them. I was like, <laughs> devastated. But hey, I only I only had, I never had braces, just had glasses. I think I oh I had braces. Oh, I had you braces lucked out. Gear. Yeah. Oh oh no. But I didn't have to wear. I didn't. I only had to wear it at night. But it it was there. I had mm. like a whole wire thing. Ooh. Because apparently, nice. like, there just straight up was not enough room in my mouth for the <laughs> teeth to come down. So they had to like, it was essentially like pulling them back. My sister had that. It was rough. Mm. <laughs> I had to sleep with that for like, I think at least a year. God, yeah. No, I, I got lucky there. No, no braces. Yep. Full set. <laughs> but I did get them done relatively early. So like by the time that like some of my friends were just starting to have them put on, I was in the clear. Which was very nice. That's huge. Okay. Taking another hard left turn. Should you arrange books on a bookshelf alphabetically by title or alphabetically by author? And then, if you arrange by author, should you sort the section alphabetically or chronologically? Alright, if I were to own a bookshelf, because I don't, and my books are, like, in hidden corners of my room, but I feel like I would arrange them by author, because I, I feel like I'd want them all together, especially if it's a series, because, mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to be looking all around. And then by author, I'd arrange them chronologically. Like, if it's in a series, then sure. Maybe if I don't have any series together, then alphabetically. But I feel like for me, rearranging mostly comes to like book heights. Like, all right, what makes the most sense? Like, like up the slope, down the slope. I have two very large bookshelves because I have a ridiculous amount of books. And also I worked in a library when I was in high school. So my method is alphabetically by author last name. And then if it's a series, like chronologically, but like, say like, you know, they publish like, you know, 
the first two books of the series, and then, like, you know, a collection of short stories, and then the third book in the series came out. I'm not going to have that interrupting the series, you know? So that I'm going to have chronological, but mm-hmm. if it's a person with just a bunch of kind of, like, unrelated books, then I will have it um, alphabetical. Did you ever steal any books from the library? No. <laughs> I stole a book from my high school. I didn't think about that. <laughs> the books I got from the library were from the bin of free books that they were going to get rid of otherwise. The book I stole from my high school <laughs> was because one of my favorite teachers was retiring and she never asked for the books back at the end of the year. So I just kept it. Mm. Well, hopefully they don't come looking for <laughs> Her whole, like, yeah. personal classroom library. And everyone was having her, like, sign the books she was giving away for us. Wow. Everyone was a legend. Well, that's good. You got a little piece of history then. That I do. I would say I, I would have to agree with Maddie um, on the organization i've never really thought about it but what i've currently done is just like oh that book looks good there and then the height and i kind of but this now that you mentioned the series thing and i only have a couple of series in my small book collection but i would want them all together Mm -hmm. in order i wouldn't want them all all over the place but a lot of my books right now even the ones i'm looking at are like just kind of tossed in there based on color and height and like, oh, that looks kind of nice. But at some point, I probably should actually get them organized. You know, there's there's some rather serious rhyme and reason to my to my bookshelf organization. I feel like that comes from your experience working in a library. Like, you probably put more thought into it. Like, I didn't think of that. I'm also in- just like that, let's be real. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. The library, like, it was already there in just the way that I am, but that really drilled it in. (laughs) I loved that job. Oh my god, I miss it. I miss it so much. I would show up for two hours at, like, three days a week after school, and I would do almost nothing, because it was a really small town library, literally a block from my house, and they would have me, like, shelve books that had been returned, pull ones that, like, other libraries had requested that, like, in the system that, you know, weren't at a different branch. So I'd pull those books that they would send, and, like, you know, I would just organize stuff there, and then every single day I would, like, go up to the librarian and be like, hey, like, are there any projects, like, you need me to work on or whatever? And he'd be like, nope. So I'd just sit there on my phone, and, like, the whole time I would, like, have my headphones in while I was doing my job, and nobody would talk to me. It was really great. I miss it so much. That's like an ideal job. No one talks to me. Heaven for a high school senior. Oh my god. Yeah. That that job every day. That's pretty ideal, actually. And I could just go to my backyard and be there in 15 seconds. I've always thought with the library at Geneseo, like you walk in the main doors and you look to the right and like the checkout desk is there and there's always like seven people sitting back there and i'm always like what are they doing like like, i want that job like that's Mm -hmm. gotta be the best job on campus like you're sitting there maybe one person yeah like 
doing your homework, maybe one person asks you a question, and you probably shuffle them off to someone who actually knows the answer, and that's yeah, about so it. Yeah, that or like IDS, or like yes. the not IDS, the like the tech help like desk, like CIT. 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 Yeah. That's what I meant. They just they do nothing. <laughs> like people just come I out feel- and they're like, "Can I rent a tripod?" And you're like, "Yeah, give me your ID." <laughs> like okay, transaction over. That's yeah, that's that's the gig right there. I feel like CIT does more than uh, like the other style library, where it's just like the reference library. Yeah. I guess like I would only go there to get uh, whiteboard markers. That 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 was all they were to me. The whiteboard marker the people. The whiteboard markers place. I like that. That's fun. Oh, um, Rip Milne. I know, yeah. They're all out of jobs. Rip well, no. Now no. they're, what, in Sturges still? I have absolutely no idea. I just know that building is full of asbestos. Oh, yeah. Didn't they, like, split it up between Sturgis and Fraser? Fraser open? Because last time I was in Geneseo, it was closed. I have absolutely no idea. I mean... I mean, everything was closed the last time I was in Geneseo. True. <laughs> Frasier's like this weird building that you only use as like a cut through to yeah, get some more belts. That was it. Like that was all I ever thought of that building as. I think I, I actually did one class in there. Yeah, like I ended up having two classes in there ever, but it was just such a weird, quiet. Like I would just use it, especially in the winter, because it was like, okay, that's the fastest place I can get inside. The entire building Usually, has yeah. like you know, liminal space energy, you know. Oh yeah, like just that. I like, like that my... weird space you only exist in to like get from point A to point B. Very weird energy. Yeah. I liked when they took all the tables and everything out of Fraser. So like the library part. So it was just like this huge room, and then they locked the room so you couldn't even get in there. Like what? Yeah, is, what was what is that? this big room doing here? I like really? just chilling. No one's using it. You want to hear a funny story? Yes. Um, you know that Always. glass room next to the Fraser Library? Yes. Yeah. The doorknob came off once when I was in there, and I was stuck for an hour and a half. And no, there is not a person in sight. I was, be- <laughs> I have videos from this too. Banging <laughs> on the door, like, all that right. That is so funny. Wait, was I- that the room that they like turned into the? No, I think of something else. Like, I close the door, and I on the inside, there's no doorknob, so I'm, like, ready to leave my, for, um, like, I was done studying, and I'm like, oh, there's no doorknob. And I was, oh, I guess, uh, too shy to, like, call someone for help, like, the police. I'm like, no, I, I can figure this out. And honestly, that thinking process is why I die first in the, in the uh, horror movie. Yeah, I just don't want to inconvenience anybody. Maddie, I wasn't sure. So, you, so you are a Geneseo person. I am. Yes. Yeah, I graduated with Bridget last year. This podcast Excellent. has been like exclusively populated by Geneseo people thus far, and I'm afraid that people are going to start thinking it's like a Geneseo exclusive. I'm gonna be like, people outside New York are gonna be like, "What is Geneseo? What What is that place?" <laughs> right. For those who don't know, it's a college in upstate Western New York, um, near Rochester. Pretty sweet place. I miss it. It's a good time. 
I don't know if you guys miss it, but, but I, I do. I listen. I'm yeah, living at home right fun. now. It was it was more ideal. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, compared to my current situation, very much more ideal. But that's his life. Let's see what else we got yeah. for today. That's it. Wow. So we can move into some kind of just, I have a random pool of questions that I haven't assigned to any particular episodes yet, so we can do a couple of those if we're feeling it. I think we've been running for a little under an hour. How do we feel about another question or two? Sure. Yeah, throw a couple of randos in there. Thick, we love to hear it. Okay, I gotta find a fun one, though. I did have a cheese thought I could run past you guys. Oh, do let's, tell! Let's hear it. <laughs> So the big thing in Oneonta is after you go out to the bar, you go get pizza just like you would at Mia's or wherever in Geneseo or whatever the pizza places are called now. Mm -hmm. um, you can get a slice, and then on top of it, they will put cold mozzarella on it, and they just call it cold cheese pizza, and it uh, will, like, blow your mind. So they Wait, get so is this, like, it is, a, like, a slice of pizza from a yep. pizza that has been fully cooked, mm -hmm. and then before they hand it to you, they just take, like, mozzarella cheese out of the refrigerator and... Yeah, like, they'll just literally... That kind of sounds like it slaps. I've had it's... that, and I am a fan. It is yeah. good. It's really good. Lie. So they, like, just... You order a slice, they put it in, they put it on a plate, just looks like a normal slice of pizza. Then, at least where I go, the guy just has his little bin of cheese where he's making regular pizza anyways... Sprinkles it on top, hands it to you, and then your mind explodes. So I love that, and I can guarantee you the reason I've never heard of it, even though my dad went to Oneonta, is because the man does not like pizza. <gasps> oh! Yeah, Oneonta is a great pizza town. Alright, listen. I'm from Long Island, so... <laughs> well, here's the, here's the thing. Uh-huh. I swear, Oneonta has good pizza because... All the Long Island people come up here to Stonyanta, as they call it, <laughs> and they have brought the good pizza with them. So I feel like we're in this like sweet spot of like you're upstate, but you have downstate pizza. Okay, I dig it. That's that's like I can I can't say that upstate pizza is like downstate pizza because it's not. But I just feel like we've had enough people come up here that we get to be in that sweet spot mm -hmm. where otherwise you're like eating gas station. Pizza. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> hate to see it. Hate to hear it. Do we have any other cheese thoughts before we dive into? No, I just that popped into my head. So. I love it. I guess I I have one other random question. Yeah. Why, do tell. Why do so many Long Island people end up in Geneseo? You know, I've I've wondered that as well. I. <laughs> I don't know because it's not like Geneseo was well known on Long Island. Like before I was applying to colleges, I did not know where <laughs> Geneseo is. Oh, and like I did not know any upstate like areas. Like upstate for us is like if you're past Westchester, you're upstate. Like it's all upstate. It's all the same. I didn't know where anything was. So I don't know why so many Geneseo <laughs> people. That's I feel like it's yeah, just always I, been I that way. Like when I couldn't tell yeah. you, and I even like, now, like, 
even now in class when I'm like, give me a little intro on yourself, like 70% of the class will be from Long Island. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's either there or Buffalo. I feel like everyone and Buffalo makes sense. Cause all right, that's like not too far away. Like what right. was it? Two hours. I don't even know. From Geneseo. Yeah. yeah. Hour, yeah. Okay. But yeah, Long Island is like the furthest or one of the furthest places from Geneseo. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, does everyone here play Pokemon? I played Pokemon Go for like five minutes when that was a thing. <laughs> okay, so then this one this one is not relevant. I will pick another one. Uh, yeah, my uh, Pokemon experience is limited. Yeah. Oh, that was my that was a big chunk of my childhood. Oh, here's one. Um, which side of an index card is the front? Ooh. I, it depends on the purpose, I feel like. Because here's the thing. <laughs> My mind automatically says, oh, it's the side with the lines. But if you're using them for, like, flashcard purposes, like, you know, for, like, voca like what I would do with, like, vocabulary in Spanish when I was in, like, grade school, where do you put the big word that you're testing yourself on? The blank the side. Blank side. Mm -hmm. And, like, when I would make those big sets of flashcards for my Spanish class, that's what I would think of as the front, was where, like, the big word that I was studying was. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I feel like, like, I had the same thought process as you. I feel like until you write on it or do anything with it, like, a naked flashcard, the front is where the lines are. But then it changes if you start to make, like, real flashcards. Why does this make so much sense? <laughs> I totally... You're, like, you're completely right. Yeah, I 100% agree. Like, Why do we my, think of it like that? My mind automatically was where the lines are, but then, listen to this one, where I work now, we use index cards, and we put them in a typewriter, and type nice. on the card, and it's always on the side without the lines. Why is that? So, well, And huh. also, if you use them for like a storyboard or whatever, you draw your frame on the blank side, and then you put your little notes and stuff on the line side. Yeah. I don't know. Why? Never there actually thought of This reminds me of when we had Brooks on and we, like, realized the amount of, like, calculations that you subconsciously do when picking, like, a mac and cheese vessel and utensil. That's, that sounds that? pretty intense. Yeah, I do remember. Like, yeah, how do you like? How do you eat mac, mac and cheese? And cheese? Like, what do you use? And we were all like realizing, like, wait, whenever I like have mac and cheese on a plate, I always go for a fork because of X, Y, and Z. And we were like, oh my god, you're right. And I'm just like, I'm realizing this yeah, is a similar deep. situation with this, <laughs> right? I did like we did not expect that to mm -mm. expect that to emerge from that question. I'm I'm sticking with what we're all thinking. Like it it depends, but I think if at least for me, I'm thinking like if it, you're not if you have not written on this index card yet, then the front is the line side. You're because that's the side that's up when you buy a pack of index cards. <gasps> wow. <laughs> oh my god. That's true. Wow. But when but when you buy a pack. 
like I don't I can't think of the last time I saw a pack in the plastic. Like I have is it, one. Is it always the lines up or could it I I'm I don't pretty know. sure it's almost always the lines up. I think it is. Wait, I might I might have an unopened one here. She's just carrying those around in case she in case she needs some. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. I mean, it's Hold always on. good Where to have a little, little notepad, a little sticky note, a little something. True, true. Yeah, like I said, we use them for work, and the guys, the station that I work at, everyone is so old, they actually still use a typewriter, and they put them That's in the typewriter. And I'm... so aesthetic, I love it. And that probably, and that's probably <laughs> the worst thing when you're actually trying to work, oh. when you want to be all cool and mysterious and look at me on my typewriter looking all aesthetic... Yeah. Oh my god. Yep. She's got it. Apparently these are open, so I can't tell if there is a label here, but I don't know. Just like analyzing them and looking at the lines. I, I feel mm. it. I, I'm tempted to say the lines up, that's the front. I mean, so I agree that, completely with your analysis. Thank you. Is that, be entirely that begs a question? Are we using them wrong? Or have we been using them wrong? Or was? Who invented the index card? We need to ask them. <laughs> yeah, right. Can Google tell me? Some if guy any... who was... Yeah, some guy some with guy... too much time on his hands. He was drinking too much in 1920 with Bridget, <laughs> and they just came up with this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh if anyone Why knows, is... leave a comment below. Like, we need to find out who created the Why is it line. that when you type in who invented, the first one is who invented the light bulb, the second is who invented blow-up dolls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's my line. Of I need to know that's first who made the know. light bulb, and then that's my next question. <laughs> yeah. Who invented logical. cards? Oh, there's actually an answer. Carl mm. Linnaeus. And here's the summary from Science Daily, which is the first result that pops up on Google. And that's the most in-depth research that I'm willing to do right now. <laughs> Carl Linnaeus is most famous as the father of modern taxonomy. What's not so well known is that his, in his effort to manage vast amounts of data, he came up with a revolutionary invention, the index card. So it was like a quick way to get things like cataloged prior to computers and stuff. Hmm. That's actually kind of interesting. I like assumed it was one of those things that like kind of just came into being without someone inventing it. Right. That's kind of, that's like kind of really cool though. Huh. I will I will link that information in the description. I wonder if he anyone... actually like I wonder if he just like actually came up with the idea of like the material or is he was he just using smaller pieces of paper? Like that I'll have to look that up. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, it's I don't interesting. Know. And I will put a link to him in the description for anyone who is who wants to check that out. I did not expect to find out such a cool fact. Learn something every day. All right. I think we're coming up on about an hour and 15 here, so I'm going to say we call it for tonight. 
my mind has been blown Solid. by the index card, so I don't think any more thought processes are happening up here. <laughs> love to see it, love to hear it. All right. Uh, we are available to stream on um, Anchor, Spotify, Overcast, Radio Public, all those fun um, podcast streaming sites. You can watch the podcast on YouTube. We are all available to follow on Twitter at BridgetKelly98, at MR5MAR, and what's your handle? At Nate Lull. <laughs> and all the handles and stuff will also be in the description. So, um, that's been our that's been our podcast for tonight. Very nice. What am I saying? <laughs> what am I saying? It's been good. It's been fun. Yeah, thank. You. See you next week. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.